Michael Winslow. I've always said that about you. When people are out and about, I say, do you know who my wife is? She's basically Michael Winslow. So is that cat that's sitting in your chair. <laughs> I've called him Michael Winslow before. Hi, I've also called him Carl Winslow. I got little Wayne next to me. And not that little Wayne. No, you wouldn't be stroking him on the back. <laughs> I don't know. If it was that little if Wayne. If you actually watch interviews with little Wayne, especially as he's sobered up, well, not drinking syrup anymore. Syrup, you mean? <laughs> yeah, I think it's called lean officially. Gross. According to what my YouTube YouTube algorithm has become. Ah, um, okay. And uh, but if you like watch interviews with him, he's like a very well spoken, intelligent man. That's I'm sure. And like, I'm not just saying like, because I think a lot of people are smart in in like the entertainment industry, but he's like very like particular about what he says and he gets his point across in in very few words so are you saying that the smarter the person the more likely you are to touch their back or not oh i'm gonna touch his back because he's a skater i'm gonna be like this good job buddy that was a good kickflip i can't do a kickflip little wing will you teach me how to do a kickflip and let's smoke Five blunts, please. <laughs> you in danger, girl. I'm in danger? If you're smoking five blunts with someone, yeah, you're in danger, girl. I do that about twice a week, Michelle. <laughs> tobacco is so fucking... It's so harsh and nasty. I think you like the tobacco in it. I don't do it. But you smoke it. You could say no. Why would I say no? Because you're smoking tobacco. It doesn't bother me. Because you like I it. like it. <laughs> That's why you also take hits of people's uh I did it the vapes. last time Chris was here. But you it makes s- me feel bad. But you brought it up that you should. <laughs> 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 so it still went through no, your brain. Historically, we have seen that I always feel bad. Mm-hmm. You get, get super pale. Pasty. Wait. Paler. Pastier. 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 Pasties. You ever put pasties on? Why would I? (laughs) Unless someone's laying on the ground, they're not going to be able to see them. Now you've said that I have beautiful little pink nips. Yeah, you have nice pink nips. You've insulted your nips to me many, many times. Well, of course. Do do you think they make pasties that are like skin toned that make... A bigger nipple look like a small nipple where it's like a fake band-aid kind of Probably, situation. Probably, but it doesn't add any like firmness to my tits. No. So it just changes the the areola. The look of the areola. And I don't have like and you an, obviously have a sticker on your I tits. don't have enormous <laughs> areolas, but I don't have small areolas. I have big natural fucking boobies. I got really tiny areolas. You have teeny tiny little pink <laughs> and your your nipples are like perfect and pointy. I don't know how many times we've talked about your perfect nipples on My this nipples podcast. My nipples get brought up all the time. Because Not just here. They're beautiful. I mean, most people don't have perfect nipples. I think my dad has nice little nipples, too. I, they're pink. Are they perfect? Should they have a is little it, Is it a ginger thing? Do gingers just have nice <laughs> nice little nipples? Maybe that's a weird, like, genetic defect. It's not weird. Look, you're Most gonna... people would prefer having tiny, cute little pink nipples. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, you make me feel good about my chestals. Good. I call them chestals now. I want to bury my face in those things. <laughs> but there's barely anything to bury, bury my face in. Over here. The only thing you can bury in over here is like where my gut meets my belt. That's about the uh, only I, I could also area. slap some balls on my face. <laughs> Ow. Leave my balls alone. So before we get into who we are and why we're here, you're uh, you're going to do something fun later today. Oh, yeah. Last minute decision, because I kind of just found out that it was today. And yesterday, Michelle so kindly and graciously let me use... I don't think I have any money in the account as far as I'm concerned. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's I what I... I feel like I'm completely broke. Okay. So... It's not that you would let me go, because if I owed my own money, I would have looked at you and been like, hey, I'm going to Pantera tomorrow, because Pantera is happening tonight. I know it's not the real Pantera, blah, blah, blah. It's still an it's opportunity to see closest, Pantera. It's the closest thing this guy can fucking get. And Travis was there last night, and he said that Phil sounded really good. Yeah. And so hopefully as little Nazi salutes as possible. I think in this day and age, he probably knows better. <laughs> uh, there's so ma- If you click on Pantera stuff, I mean, every fucking time there's someone who's like, I was listening. I, I loved Pantera until Phil did that. So it's not just me poking fun when I, I do. It's, oh, it's a thing. It's like, it's a real it's a thing, thing if you go to like that the... ripples in every fucking comment section oh, yeah. on every fucking Pantera oh, yeah. post. YouTube videos and stuff, it'll be like, fucking Nazi Phil. And then it starts... Comment back and forth, back and forth. Like I also understand doing stupid stuff when you're fucked up yeah. to get a rise out of people. Yeah. So I don't know that he believes that. But again, didn't I, they I use a Confederate flag that. at some point? A lot of people did, and they didn't know what it really meant. But there is a video where Dimebag throws the N-word around like he, he really shouldn't be, but... Oh, so it's, it is more than just <laughs> Phil. So it, Pantera is a fucking racist They're band. They're not a racist band. Good to know. So that's where Sam is spending his money. I guess that's where my money I've went tonight. My, I've got my rope. <laughs> I've got my cross. Oh, man, if you were on TikTok, I would share so many videos with you that I share with Travis. And there was this one that I shared with him recently. And someone was at a yard sale. And it was... Uh, just he was just walking around and he showed a weird thing and then panned over and in plastic all pristine a a white robe a hood uh a handful of different like nazi like jackets and memorabilia pieces and and stuff where was this i don't remember it was on tiktok was it in someone's closet or like a no? Display? It was in like a yard sale. Oh, a yard sale! So I someone was just because the first thing set up was like Jesus a huge pink Christ. panther stuffed, uh, like animal thing, and the tail was tucked through the legs, so it looked like he had a big old heart on. So that's how it started, <laughs> and he's like, "This is not the weirdest thing that you're gonna see," and then just pan through <laughs> and got to that stuff. So if only I knew, I, I mean, I know you're asking because you want to know where it's at so you can buy it, but I'm sorry I don't have that information. <laughs> I don't like how the tables have turned. You're supposed to be the racist one on this podcast. Yeah, but uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, That's weird because it's like one of the few episodes that I think I've ever chosen a rap album. And this is how it starts. Now this is, didn't you, you also chose uh, I Dub said, C. I said one of the few times, and I did not choose Dub C. That was, was that Kirk? I gave that, let Kirk have that. He beat me to it. And okay, I, I couldn't said, remember. And I felt in the moment, he gave that album to me, so let him have it. Now I'm still mad at you, Beth, for taking System of a Down. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I that's the thing, though. I mean, if people get to it first. I get to it first. We are almost five years into this. And if something f- is that big and we haven't chosen it yet, also... Let the people have it. It's also more fun to celebrate with another person if you're actually like into that album. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes it's misery listening to your your album guest. <laughs> well, we don't need to talk about last week. Welcome to Couple <laughs> of Critics Podcast. I am Michelle. I am Sam. And uh, we are here to review an album that Sam is uh, providing today. Uh, you I actually provided. technically provided it last I week. It. And I've listened to it a handful of times and I, I'm ready to get this going. My distribution company released it. It was wild. Yes, Michelle, like you said, it's my week. I chose an album this week that uh, I was semi-familiar with, but not fully familiar with. So this was a dive into something new. That's right. It's the DOC, baby. It's the Diggy Diggy Duck, y'all. Uh, well, I'm sure most people have no idea what's going on, even after saying the DOC. I, I know, but they should. It's weird how much how important this guy actually so is. So I don't really know who he is. You're going to find out. Okay, because I know you said you've done a lot of uh, research, week. and you said that your YouTube algorithm is oh, changing. it's all changed. <laughs> it's funny because it changed there for a minute to like... So I watched this guy named Wrangle Star or something like that, or Wrangler Star. He was an ex-firefighter dude. And he's like really smart in like survival techniques or just like like how to fix stuff. And you know, I like fixing stuff. I like knowing like, oh, I can make a fire in the woods if I do this, this, and this with this little of stuff, like a hole in the ground. Yeah. Sweet. And then it started to turn where this Wrangler Star guy starts being like, now if you mix paint with glitter, you can take out anti like he's he's a little I should say a lot of right wing conservative like nut job now where mm-hmm. he talks, teaches you like how to make glitter bombs so you can throw it on security cameras and stuff. It's wild shit. So then that led to me getting stuff that I don't want where it's people being like, aren't black people weird? Isn't it weird how much uh, people who have always like supported the police and still do will do so many things to <laughs> fuck authority? They got this weird turning point it's weird i don't like authority either but i also just don't sit around and think about ways how i'm gonna take them down exactly i'm not going to take them down exactly <laughs> so it's when people it's are wild. like i want to survive the apocalypse and the armageddon i'm like i don't i want to die in the first day because it's gonna fucking suck i feel that well i i'm definitely dying in the very beginning and uh i'll join the ranks of the zombies or whatever that exists and i'll be out there taking other lives zombies aren't real and uh, i'm just gonna die and then become ground <laughs> become ground <laughs> that's all that's gonna happen i'm just gonna go back to dirt I've and be the ground you describe decomposition as become ground i loved it Ah, my leg is itchy. So anyway, so, my YouTube algorithm has now yeah. was going in that direction. Well, I direction. think some of those are good. F- uh, some of those, some Fuck skills off. are fun to oh, know. Oh, I thought you were going to say something about me being a racist. No, I'm saying <laughs> learning how, like, I mean, because your interest in it in the videos anyway, learning how to come up with something out of almost nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think that those aren't bad things to know exactly. or, like, to prepare for crazy situations if something exactly. happened. But then it started but, leaning <laughs> towards things, which then gave me other videos, like I said, where it's kind of like, this is the vibe is black aren't black people weird is the whole vibe sometimes. And I'm like, Ugh. and like, I'd figure it out. Like I'd watch it once. Cause like, well, what's this? And then you see it and you're like, Whoa. So then I'm like, try not to watch those again. I guess I can probably dislike I, that's, them. If you dislike okay, it, it'll I need help to start doing that. We've yeah. talked about this before, but now since I've been doing so much research on the DOC and this whole world, 
my algorithm is turning into half those kind of weird white supremacist videos <laughs> and the other half a hardcore hip-hop culture like interviews with so many hip-hop artists like literally the people that those super right-wing videos yes, hate exactly <laughs> so it's just like two extremes michelle i can make <laughs> lean now if you find some <laughs> if you find some red <laughs> codeine i can pour in some sprite get a couple jolly ranches in there we're gonna be good that is disgusting but the thing about red is nobody would fuck with red back in the day but then red was all you could get so that's what you had to fuck with <laughs> so yeah it's been a little learning Yeesh. experience but let's get into the doc we'll start playing this album it is called no one right no one can do it better correct this first song is called It's Funky Enough. This is from 1989. Y'all ready for this? Yeah! Oh, yeah. Y'all ready for this? We already did Jock Jam, Sam. I'm sorry, but I also already did Iron Maiden. <laughs> the Trooper? The Trooper. <laughs> yeah, feel those 80s beats. So you know nothing about the DOC, right? No, I know he's associated, but that's only because of you. Associated? Associated with uh, the NWA people, because I can only say the NWA. <laughs> I can say with attitude. Precisely, Michelle. The DOC has had a long-standing relationship with Dr. J. He's been around for a long, long time. Dr. Dre brought the DOC in from Cali- to California and started doing shit with NWA and is responsible for like a lot of verses on Straight Outta Compton. And straight up full songs at points. Have you looked into samples? No, I did so much research on the DOC's life in general that I had no time to look into samples. Because there are multiple songs on this where he's either using samples or people have sampled his songs. Because I don't, I can't remember. Of, I didn't actually look into both, it. Because at this time, people aren't really getting in trouble yet for sample stuff. Yeah. But I also know the DOC might not have wanted that many samples. I don't know this on this part. This is the research I read about. But I have a feeling the DOC would also like his own thing. And the DOC is very important to a lot of people. Like The, the DOC is not a well-known rapper or producer or lyricist. But he's, like, integral in many, many areas. Well, I just had to scroll through a bunch of albums that he's associated with, I guess. And he's done a fucking lot. Yeah, he's done a, a lot. So, like, he said, straight out of Compton, he's responsible for a lot of there. He wrote a lot of Easy es lyrics because Easy e never wrote his own verses. Uh, so the DOC wrote a lot of those. The DOC wrote a lot of the second album from NWA. Okay. Uh, DOC wrote a lot on the Chronic. He's just been brought in, and he's a lyricist. Like people consider him a master. And like at the time, like progressing the art form. Like if you can find interviews with Eminem being like, nobody was rapping like this in 1989. You might hear it now and think it's old hat, but at yeah. that time, it was the new thing. It's the next step. And this came out right after Straight Outta Compton. Like, Straight Outta Compton is 1988. This is 1989. There's quite a list of songs that this song samples. And then there's an even bigger list of songs that sample this song. So this does use samples, this song in particular. Uh, we, we have... Yeah, that's James Brown. 
Uh, he, he's multiple James Brown songs, and also "Ain't We Funkin'" now by the Brothers Johnson. Nice. That's why I love this old G-Funk stuff because it's like steeped in P-Funk and like soul. It, it has such that a good helps sound. Me take a step in. Yeah, I love. I think this. it has the best sound of any hip hop era because it has those those fantastic rhythm and blues influences and samples in it. And like a true groove, groove, groove that these people just these kids grew up on. Uh-huh. So the DOC is 19 when this album comes out. So he's 18 when he's writing uh, straight out of Compton. They are huge. The DOC is on top of the world. And he puts out this album and it's number comes out number one on the hip hop charts for two weeks. I think four or five months after they start for a weekend, they start recording uh, two music videos from this album, produced for this album from promotion. Okay. And they're going to record two in a whole weekend. This song's going to really stop. Pause it up here before I finish my story. I just want to say something about that song. You'll notice a very Rastafarian, like, Jamaican sound going on there. Yeah. He is not Jamaican or Rastafarian in any way, shape, or form. He is from West Dallas, Texas. <laughs> he was drunk, and he just started doing it as a joke. And I guess everybody in the studio was like, yeah, man, that's the shit. So he just kept doing it. So that whole song is the only song where he's put this, like, Jamaican affectation on it. Because the rest of the sound. I don't album, think I noticed it's, that. It's, I don't know how. Because sometimes it's not totally there, but it is when he's like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> They'll be like, Rasta. <laughs> Maybe I just heard that as something else. Maybe I just didn't hear it as Rasta. I just heard it as like an old crazy man or something. I didn't really hear it myself either. I did hear like the Rasta stuff, but then I heard the interview and he's like, "Yeah, I did that Jamaican thing," and I was I was drunk. I was like, "It is a Jamaican thing," and the rest of it's not. And you'll notice on this album very little cursing. He did that on purpose. He was trying to prove he can come off gangster without having to cuss as much as possible uh, I, I obviously i love swearing it's one of my favorite pastimes me too but i would say that there is an absolute appreciation that i have for people who do clean comedy well or do clean music well well or just and do you don't something, think about that the whole time yeah, yeah or like movies that can uh appeal to parents and children like things that are just more open to everyone i think and is are still good you're like wow you get extra credit on that foo fighters they yeah, they're heavy that. without being crazy heavy they don't alienate like yeah. a lot of stuff does but they will sometimes dave grohl will throw in a scream or they do something you know it's, but it's more appealing to the masses and i think stuff like that is often really popular like comedian Nate Bargatze or yeah and he's uh, a, a stellar comedian or Jim Gaffigan he's very well he's beloved great joke writer his voice gets on my nerves but great joke writer oh, I hate the care yeah that character <laughs> the character is terrible but he's a great joke writer uh, and obviously I'm coming from more of a uh mostly comedians in my head but uh yeah just those things that I agree. More just like the Barbie movie. <laughs> it, it kinda, <laughs> Which we saw and it was hilarious. It was very good. I was crying last time. It's old hat at, at this time. It but is, but 
We're giving our opinion anyway. We're critics. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> and uh, Ryan Gosling and Michael Sarah and Will Ferrell, you know, men really carried that Barbie movie and made it funny. <laughs> Margot Robbie was just emotional and she was going she through was stuff. Good. I mean, I'm not saying she was bad. I just don't think that she was what if if the movie was just about her and didn't have those cut ups those like three main cut-ups you gotta have the more straight person to then make the cut up uh, look crazy but it wouldn't be as interesting yeah. to me so i'm just saying that ryan gosling deserves awards i think for what he did he was so good in so many ways he got um, his award by making me laugh and then we found out it was the first time i've seen ryan gosling in any movie I've only seen him in probably an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. From Maybe back in a the Goosebumps 90s. episode. Yeah. Which is crazy because then I'm just like, oh, I guess I've seen this and I, I've seen this and I've seen this. But there's most of it I've not seen yeah. of his filmography. I've but, always heard he's a good actor and people liked him. But I, yeah. but as a uh, traditionally I get mad at pretty people kind of guy, I'm always like, yeah, right. He's probably not that good. And he sings and he dances, so he's just going to do stuff that does. doesn't really... Like, La La Land it doesn't appeal to you. And, like, I'm definitely not like this anymore, but, like, why would you get mad at someone who was just genetically born gifted and you're like, how dare you use your gifts, you son of a bitch? But it's not just that. He's also worked really hard his whole life. Yeah, how dare you use your gifts? Like, Yeah, you could be fucking gorgeous and just still be a schlub. Mm-hmm. Or you could be super talented and just not care. Like, he really puts time and effort into Hard his crafts. Work. Yeah. Oh, we're the Ryan Gosling fan Apparently club we <laughs> Apparently, I've we are. Apparently, we are. I've seen him in one thing, and I will see that Are You Afraid of the Dark episode again, goddammit. Because <laughs> I believe Gilbert Gottfried is in it. Well, I should also play some uh, Mickey Mouse Club stuff for you and see what you think about that. When he, just because you want to beat it to JT. I'm not beating it to a child. <laughs> Are you crazy? That's disgusting. Let's move along to the next the song, oh, Kevin Sorbo. Did you like this song? Did you like it? Is yes. It for you? Cool. So I, what I struggle with with this album is finding a most favorite song. Cool. Sweet. Good to know. All right. Let's move on. The next song is called this Mind is Blowing. Because I think that I, I agree. I love the sounds of this album. Uh, but actually, I should do what I usually do. What do you think I thought before you gave this to me? Knowing that I probably didn't really know anything about the DOC. I think you probably were like, cool, it's not metal. It's probably something easier to get into because you knew it was rap. But I don't think you knew at all. Maybe you were excited because I think you knew the one verse that you've from been the NWA album, which is my favorite verse on that whole album, Straight Outta Compton, is his one tiny little DOC verse. And this was before I like even knew who he was. I was like, who's this guy who's got this one verse out of nowhere in this album that's the fucking best out of the whole thing? And there's some really good verses on that album. Like, Ice Cube is the shit. I understand. Buster Rhymes on Scenario might be one of my favorite parts of the entire Tribe Called Quest album. So Some people, you just bring it a start, and then you find out that it's like, oh, it's because he was behind the whole fucking thing. And it's like, all, a lot of verses were good because he was fucking there. <laughs> um... I don't remember what I was going to say. But I think you were like, just, oh, cool. This will be easier. I was definitely excited because it was different. And I know that you like things that aren't just metal. I know that that's mostly what you listen to. But I know that there are other things in there. So I'm excited when I get pieces of those other things. I was definitely looking forward to it. Like and that. so it's so good. It's good. His his vocal tone is good. 
The music is obviously good. Uh, I mean, it's I like produced it. by Dr. Dre, so you're getting fucking quality. Even if you like, it's not your thing. You have to agree and respect that Dr. Dre is one of the top hip hop producers. Of He's all one of the best, time. absolute best. He's put out fucking killers throughout this throughout time. Yeah, and songs that I've liked as a guy who was always like ah rap, but still like nothing but a G thing. It's a fucking excellent song, and he was behind that. By the way, the DOC gets a fucking shout-out on that, in that song. Nice. Uh, he definitely uses samples. I figured he did, I mean. Because we have Heat Wave and Cool Modi samples used in this song. Is there, like, a website that you can go to here? Or are you just looking up the song? No, on the Genesis. This is why I like the Genesis oh, web. Or nice. the, not Genesis, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to Susu Studio you. Uh, it's the Genius, Genius website. <laughs> That if you go down on each of the songs, it gives you all the specific credits, and it will give you like songs that they sampled, and then songs that the song was sampled in. So it gives a lot of extra information. It's where I've taken a lot of samples over the years. So that's why I like the Genius website. I like that you're handling this right now because yeah, it's the part that you didn't look into. Yeah, I looked into a lot of other stuff. But I feel like I cut you off, and I do apologize. No, no. I like spreading the DOC story out. Uh, this is the song that you can find Eminem talking about because there's a there's a doc doc coming out, but it's been on hold for a bit. He just can't distribute it. I don't know what's going on, but I've been waiting. I'm waiting for it now that I know about it. But Eminem has a video where he talks about this song, and that's when he's like, he was doing stuff before that, and he raps the middle of that part exactly the part we heard. And we were like, like that. He raps that part. And he's Eminem like, is but so I can't fucking pre- talented. Yeah. He's like, and I can't figure out what he says here. And he's like, you got to get him in here. Get him in here. And he's like, what did you say here? And he starts rapping it back to him. And the DOC's in the background, like, mind blown that, like, one of the greatest, one considered one of the greatest rappers of all time is like, I jammed your shit. And he's rapping it back to him. And he's like, but I couldn't figure this line out. And then the DOC says it to him in a slower fashion. And he starts rapping it. And Eminem goes, how did you say that shit? And the DOC just goes, I don't know, man. It just came out. <laughs> I want to see this. This is ex- this is interesting to yeah. me. So, and I think I've read that Eminem considers the DOC the greatest, like lyricist of all time. So, is the DO- What does the DOC stand for? Do you know? I found out that this might. He said it originally stood for Dick on Call. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you just call me up. <laughs> okay, that's funny. <laughs> um, but. That's the only thing I've heard. There's a Fat Mike uh, podcast from No Effects. Okay. And he had the DOC on. Nice. And Fat Mike is funny. I'm not surprised. He I think was, I've heard that before. He was taking, he had a clipboard and he'd be like, I have a couple guesses. Can I guess? And he was just like saying all this ridiculous shit that DOC could be. And I was like, I would do that. See, that <laughs> sucks because I literally wanted to sit here with you and do that. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. So (laughs) I don't remember anything he said, so you can still try it. No, it's fine. I think Dick on Call would be the winner anyway. (laughs) If we tried to come up with something, nothing would be better than Dick on Call. When the DOC (laughs) says it, he's like, like, well, it originally stood for Dick on Call. (laughs) So he has like that dirty, raspy voice. Yeah, I'll tell you the rest of that story. I'll move on to the next song. This song is called Lay Me an Ear and this fucking rules. This is the shit right there. Turn that a little bit. <sighs> I love that. Ooh. 
just I love everything about it. I don't I, know I, how. You haven't been really talking about it all week, and I've been like yelling lyrics, and you haven't been like giving me any hints. I'm specifically trying to pull back. Cool. Because I don't want to. I feel like sometimes we do maybe talk we too much conversation. during the week, and then I just, I just don't want to forget to say those things. So, cool. and it's not like I'm like super like yeah man like I'm totally like into DOC now, but I just don't really have much many negative things to say. This is definitely hold on this right here. Oh yeah. I need I forgot to move along to this song because I definitely want to know what's going on at that part, and I've wanted to know all week. Let me in ear samples. Ain't We Funkin' Now by the Brothers Johnson again. <laughs> and Funky Music is the Thing by Dynamic Corvettes. Nice. They just take songs that have funky in the title and they're like, make it funky enough, baby. And maybe that's why I, I, I like this. It, and it's got, you know how Straight Outta Compton still had more, like, had more like a gangster feel to it? This has that... Like 80s feels still where it's got like a, more of a party vibe mm-hmm. to it, but I agree. it still feels like aggressive in a way that I enjoy it. It, it doesn't feel as corny. It feels like to me the bridge between that music right the, right here and the 90s, which becomes much harder. I yeah. think vocally he sounds much more aggressive, but his music is fun. He's 19 years old. And I keep forgetting that. That's wild. He sounds like he's like in his late 20s. And he looks like he's in his late 20s. Like he looks like a man. He looks, uh, I think he looks like a young man. Well, I mean, yeah, but not. But he looks like 24. He and 19 look like a boy. (laughs) Well, you get that a lot. You could look a lot these days at what people look like at certain ages versus what people look like now at the same ages. It's wild. I said ages instead of age. Who cares? I'm stupid. <laughs> but this is fun. Yeah, I just love those. Yeah. And it's wild. That I can't remember, but I think they only take like a few weeks off after they get straight out of Compton done. And they're right into making this. Well, and NWA did sample this song in one of their songs as well. Makes sense. So I, I think things were just passed around a bit between back and forth between them. He was in a... But it's good. He was in a group called the Fila Fresh Crew. That's how he, Dre found him. He was like, do you, I don't remember the original story to the T, but Dre hears the Fila Fresh Crew and he tells the DOC, man, you need to move to California. If you do, we could be rich. And he's like, all right, I'll tell the boys. And he's like, ah... Uh, Sorry, pause that off a little. It's fine. He's like, not the boys, you. And DOC's like, I can't leave my guys. I'm sorry. But the Fila Fresh crew ends up on uh, a NWA release early before Straight Outta Compton, where it's like this compilation album. Yeah. This song is called Drink It Up. I want to give you a little uh, sample here. Oh, yeah. It was called NWA and the Posse. So if you look at this album cover, NWA and the Posse, there's like a like Latino dude who was in NWA nice. for a little bit. MC Ren's on there, but he wasn't in the group yet. And he was just like there. Huh. So this is like early, early shit. He's part of the Posse. And isn't this just like party vibe? 
Oh yeah. Like this is where Beastie Boys. This sounds like kids. Got yeah. their shit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. To sample. So he was in Fila Fresh Crew. And Dr. Dre says, you know, you need to move to California so we can be rich. And he says no. And then his mom, because he's going to drop out of high school. DOC's mom says, you're dropping out of high school. I'm sending your ass to the army. And he goes, fuck. Hey, Drace, is that offer still up? So Dre says, yeah, come on down. And that's how he gets hooked up with NWA, and they all start writing shit, and they all just fucking take off. Where are we at? Oh, yeah, we're into Calm Blues. Hold on, hold on, before you start the next record, Dre, man. I got to take one of them long-ass eight-ball pisses. You know how that shit is. Wait, look, take me to a commercial. Alright, you got it. I don't know what a coke piss is, no, but a coke shit. No, he doesn't mean cocaine. Eight ball was like a liquor that they drank. Okay. That's why I never understood that. Yeah, you always hear easy talking about like It's like I always thought people talked about coke shit, not coke pisses. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean that. Okay. It always it never made sense to me. But I guess now it does. <laughs> so the DOC, this is like a little commercial thing. This is like this is awful. It's not awful, but it just isn't needed. Because I, I don't think like, she's a talented singer. She's fine. I don't like the tone of her voice. Okay. Well, I didn't say I like the tone of her voice. I think she's, she can hit notes. Uh, okay, I, I agree. But it just feels like a cheesy, shitty like comedy skit that we would not laugh at. Where it's just like, all right, so you're just... It sounds like all older gentlemen uh-huh. being like, oh, look at this girl. Hey, now. <laughs> so... I listened to it a couple times, but when I would do my listens, yeah. this would get the old skipperoo. God, I wish I could have. I just let it play every time. Well, when you listen to this album as many times as I did this week, Understandable. you're allowed to get your skipperoos in. Oh, I can't believe that nothing has sampled this song before. Oh, don't you like that Wayne is sitting in your chair right now looking his asshole clean? Oh, hey, yeah, it's been nice this whole podcast. Wayne's just been sleeping next to me. He's always in here when we record anyway, so yeah, having him right next to you in the seat. I was petting him when you were talking, and he was like, <laughs> And then Oliver the Rock and Roll Cat is so hanging Oliver, out in here. And Clem's under the table. And Clem's always around. Now, the cool thing about this is it's only 2 minutes and 23 seconds, so at least it gets out sort of fast, but it feels longer. <laughs> it could have been a minute and 15 seconds. Yeah. I'm going to let it play. The point would have been made. Let it play into the next song, which is uh, yeah. called. You know what? I'll just let you figure out the title of the song. I think, I think the DOC idea. will let you in on what the song title is. I'll just tell you right up front <laughs> what it is. Together we witness one of the most delightful in our time. So um, let the bass go. <laughs> It's the shit. I love those old. And the hi-hats don't bother me. It's like when music is funky enough, I, I don't hear the hi-hat anymore. Like a joint. <laughs> the DOC is the shit. So, back to the story of the DOC and you brought up cocaine, right? Yes. So he's... Spending a weekend getting his two videos done. Now, the DOC at this time is drinking a fuck ton and he's smoking a lot of fucking weed. <clears throat> he's also found cocaine this weekend. For really the first time. I might be wrong on that, but indulging for the first time. Okay. Stay up for two days so he can get these two music videos done. Yep. So he's all coked up. 
looking bad in the second one, I would imagine. <laughs> Probably not. These guys, he'll, he'll be like, man, I'm from Texas. We, we can get down. He's like, we can handle a lot. Um, so, he ends the second night in a hotel with two ladies. Um, these two ladies introduce him, maybe introduce him, I might have this wrong, but they definitely give him some ecstasy. I think it's his first time because I think the story goes, the girl says, I've got some ecstasy. I'll only give you half a one since it's your first time. I think that's correct. And he says, fuck that shit. Like in his mind, he's like, you're trying to rip me off. He's like, you're so much smaller than me. I can handle a full one. So DSC takes a full one. Has a fantastic time with these two ladies. Leaves the hotel room to go back. And he's like, you know, it's time to end this two-day excursion. Just banged it out with two chicks in a hotel. I'm on ecstasy. Cocaine, alcohol, and weed. He's driving erratically. Blows a red light. Gets pulled over. He's in such a good mood. He just starts telling jokes to the cops. The cops find him so engaging and charming and see that he's got the NWA gold records in his back. Uh, in the back of his car. And they end up taking pictures with the DOC and let him go. Pretty much immediately after leaving this section, the DOC falls asleep at the wheel, blacks out. DOC has a major car accident where he's thrown through the rear window and his face smashes into a tree so hard that they told him his teeth were stuck in the tree. He required... 16 hours, of, sorry, 16 hours of plastic surgery. No, I thought da- 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 Donald Daffy Duck, whoever, Donald Daffy, whichever it is. What? I, was, I thought that Donald or Daffy Duck were telling me the story. Because I spent so much. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you stumbled through it. <laughs> well, I couldn't remember if it was Donald or Daffy. Daffy. He was staring at you oddly. He's staring at me, Oliver. So the DOC goes through his window. Yeah, he's like, why aren't you playing rock and roll? <laughs> Expand your horizon! <laughs> so, in the tree, boom, shit's fucked up. He has come to understand that when someone's in such a dire condition and he could die, it's up to the AMT that their job is to save this person's life. Mm-hmm. Right? So they jam the trach down his throat. Apparently, he's fighting them the whole time. He's conscious enough that he's like, fuck you, get this thing away from me. During the trach, they have dislodged one of his vocal cords. Oh, no. I didn't uh, know that could happen. Yeah, apparently it can happen a lot more than uh, people know. So he has dislodged. One of his vocal cords is dislodged. He goes through plastic surgery. He can't speak for a month. He can't talk. And this man just had the number one hip-hop record for two weeks. Wow. He's on top of the world. Uh, and then he's on top of a tree. Yeah, <laughs> teeth embedded in that motherfucker. Uh, so, in the long run, he has a real raspy voice after this. He can he can barely talk. They wanted him to tour still and like get shit going again. So this doctor tells him they can get his scar tissue removed, and it'll heal faster. Doctor ends up this shitty doctor ends up taking too much off of the vocal cord, the oh scar my tissue. God. To a point where it's never going to come back. He's just, it's just been damaged too much. So the accident isn't what took out the DOC's throat. It's 
Shitty medical work. One medical worker medical just doing the dislodge, but that happens, and it can be fixed. You just have to do it correctly, and then it gets worsened by this doctor and the DOC wanting to make shit happen as fast as possible. He has come to find out if he would have just taken his time, maybe within a year it could have probably come back. A good chance that he would have had his voice back. So the DOC's voice is now pretty fucked up. We're going to listen to an album that he, a song called For My Dogs that he released from an album called Helter Skelter. Okay. This is what the DOC ended up sounding like. This is dedicated to the niggas that was down from day one. This is dedicated this to the niggas that was down from day one. Should have played in the middle, but we're getting it from the beginning. I was going to say, he sounds pretty bad. I'm talking really warped tones now. I'm going to skip ahead, sorry. No one can do it better than he flowed, I don't know. I watch him pull a 187 on the world. When you put the flint to that other nigga girl, oh my. That's sad. Well, this is what the DSC's voice ended up as in like 2003. So since then, I should have looked this up. He's actually put out. I'll find it later, and we'll listen to it when we get to. The well, I'm into half. it right now, okay. but yeah, that's fine. Whatever. But yeah, so start is really, really fucked up. God damn, where is it? I'm gonna try and find the song. It's by a band called the Co-Defendants that he started. Uh, rapping with and they're like a white rap group but they're also like working with uh, Fat Mike so I think that's how he got mixed with it and his voice in this is very very graggled so this is more recent yeah this is very recent this is the first musical release the DOC has put out in 19 years now I hate the style of music they fuck the coppers on ayahuasca. All I want is knockers and poppers to keep it popping. I've been living That's so DLC's long. Voice now. Okay. It's almost like... Still got major skill. It sounds to me like Lil John has a trach. Uh, <laughs> Lil John? Not Lil John. Okay, who's Lil John? Oh, wait, no, okay, I guess I do mean Lil John. He's the one who was like, I was at the right place. Oh, oh. the wrong time. Dr. John? Dr. John, that's what I meant. <laughs> Pretty wild, right? So, it ruined his actual rapping career, but it didn't ruin his writing career because he just kept ghostwriting for people that, uh, like Dr. Dre on The Chronic. Snoop Dogg, he helped out on his first release. He's ghostwritten on many albums. Now, the shit about the DOC is not only did that happen, we're going to move on to the, probably the last song before the break. This okay. is a song, it's fucking hilarious. It's the goofiest goddamn song on the whole album, in my opinion. It's called Beautiful But Deadly. Hey, yo, Stan. Dre laid the track. That's his voice I'm before oh accident. Oh, my God. I, I feel so sad for him. So, um, that's so devastating. I mean, what he did was fucked up. He shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Well, but... he's a very spiritual man, so now he's always like, it's what God intended. He's like, it's the plan. I'm supposed to be like this for some reason. So he's like, That's but... weird when people think like that. very, very depressed for a very long time. And he was like, he was like, so I thought I'd pop it off at this one party. I took 16 shots of Jack Daniels real quick. And they're like, what, what? 16 shots real quick? And he's like, yeah, 16 shots real quick. Oh, so he still lives hard. 
No, this was like after the accident. So he's getting fucked up after the accident. He's helping people write. You know, he's still working in the scene. But the shit about this is, he's not really getting paid for any of this. Any of his work on NWA, he really didn't get paid for it. Any of his work on The Chronic, he really didn't get paid for it. So he's had this beef every once in a while with Dr. Dre. And like, I want my money. Because he's never made things right, even though Dr. Dre is like a billionaire. But then he like excuses Dre on other things. I don't know if Dre, because he says... Maybe Dre has helped him, though. So he's lived with Dre most of his life, apparently. He's lived with Dre on and off, on and off, on and off. Even though he's had public beefs every once in a while, they end up forgiving each other, and they're like brothers. He calls him his brother. Um, But the DOC explains it like, I was such a fucking mess. If you would have given me the money, it would have just been gone. It doesn't. It wouldn't have mattered. And he still took care of him. He could call up and be like, "Dre, I need some money." And he'd be like, "All right, call up the people and get five thousand. So he just like. So he has been paid in a way, but he also like didn't get any of the credit. You don't know his name. That but, sucks. So, but he, and he's, but if you're in the hip hop world behind the scenes, he's so fucking important. Everyone's like, without the DOC, there was no NWA. Straight Outta Compton didn't exist without the DOC. Now, it didn't exist without Ice Cube, and it didn't exist without Ren, didn't exist without Eazy-E or Dre, but it also didn't exist without the DOC, and nobody fucking knows it. So it's wild that he didn't get this credit, but he's a very humble man, so he's like... But I think it took, like, 33 years to get to that humbleness. By the way, about this song... Yeah. This is the most 80s-sounding song on this album. It's a... It's a what I would call a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) It just takes you out. Like, you can tell they're still trying to appeal. And there's other rap songs that have this sound, too, but it just never works. So when you said that you think it's funny, that's more like an ironic funny? Not. I think it's hysterical that they thought it was a good idea. Okay. Not that there's specific lyrical content or something that you're referring to. You just think that it's a goofy song. Uh, It's goofy. I think he's probably just as lyrically talented on this one because he can flow so well, but it just doesn't hit me. Like, that guitar tone is so cheesy sounding. It's just so, like, like I just see pink and yellow triangles. <laughs> you know what I mean? With like, a light blue background. Yeah. Like, we're at the max. Uh-huh. I'm playing a video game is what I yeah. see. So it's, it's not my favorite. Not my favorite uh, actual song. Hint, hint. Understandable. Well, there's that other thing that was off, also awful that happened a while ago yeah. with that lady. I do think it's hilarious in the song that in the background. It might be a sample you can figure out. I'm there's sure somebody going. <laughs> and I'm like, did they just want like an '80s glam guy just going? <laughs> and the solos are like. Kind of basic. You can hear that it's not the guy's like number one thing. Like he's skilled enough that they're like, "Can you pull off some '80s rock and roll solos?" And he's like, "Yeah," but they're gonna be like pretty basic. It's uh, it says it samples a song called "Different Strokes." Strokes, but I think that it might be misspelled. I don't know what's happening here. Of okay. who it says that it's by. It looks like it should be Sly Johnson, but it's S-Y-L Johnson. Sile Johnson. Sly Johnson. (laughs) 
That was so do you want actual like No, I was just listening to the song right now. The song is also too long. It this song says is five the- minutes and thirty five seconds. Well, it, it, all it gives as far as additional vocals are by Easy E. So that's Easy E in the background. Going, ah! Maybe he's. I'm Easy E. Yeah. So like, lyrics like, uh, so slip the C note and you could choke on a wing, ding, dingling down your throat. Was that in that song? No, I that's, think so. No, that's in a. A. Uh, it's a bit later in the album. No, that's not on this album. That's, that's on the right, NWA, the NWA album. one. I get it mixed up because there's something that's kind of... Yeah, there's a wingding reference again. On yeah, this it's one. the wingding. The easy, easy E references the wingding. Yeah, it's as the long wingding. as the DOC is writing for him. <laughs> is the DOC the doc in the Dre? Yeah. He is the doctor of the Dr. Dre? Yeah, sure. He's the doctor and Dre is the Dre. He was just... DOC without the period periods originally, but when he joined, like hooked up with NWA, he wanted to be associated with that world. So just like NWA has the periods in their name, he added the periods to the thing. Dick on call. Dick on call. I always thought it was like the Department of Corrections reference because yeah, that makes sense. You see, like the orange jumpsuits from prison, they say uh-huh. like the DOC on the back. I thought it was that. Now I'm sure it's from that. I'm sure it's stemmed in that to give it like a more gangster feel. But you can watch interviews with uh, the DOC, and uh, you'll say, like, I wasn't a gangster. I was just an artist. I just go where the music was. You want to go out on break right now? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to preface this break song because you're going to be like, why are you playing this song? Preface. Um, so e- Ice Cube left NWA, right, because he found out he wasn't getting paid. Uh, Easy e and uh, what's his name? The fucking manager. Jerry something. Rocket launch. Yeah, Jerry rocket launch. They're fucking over people. Ice Cube has figured it out, and then systematically people start figuring it out. Now, before systematically other people are figuring it out, Dre and everyone are still in NWA, and Ice Cube has left. And they, Ice Cube makes his America's Most Wanted album, which is his first solo album, does not mention NWA at all on that. He doesn't, he just wants to put it to the side. NWA releases a song calling Ice Cube... Hey, uh, Benedict Arnold, like, you know, you fucked us. And then that pisses off Ice Cube. So he comes back with a rebuttal song called No Vaseline. The reason I'm going to play No Vaseline on the breakout is because he does not mention the DOC once in this song because he knows the DOC respects Ice Cube and they were friends and they would, like, make each other better. And the DOC will say, like, I was always battling with Cube because Cube is so good at what he does. And I couldn't do what he did, but he also couldn't do what I did. And uh, He's not great at writing movies, though. Maybe the first one. DJ Pooh's the better one of the writing right. movies. Remember, we liked the first one with DJ Pooh. Yeah, we did. Uh, so, DOC is on, uh, on, on Dick on Call. He's on record saying, I love that track, and I'm so glad he missed me on it and didn't mention me once. Because he still respected the DOC. So we're going out on No Vaseline. This song kicks fucking ass. I don't know if you re- remember this song. Damn, I'm glad y'all set it off. Used to be hard, now you just went soft. First you was down with the AK. And I fucking I love Ice Cube's voice. He's like a good rapper. He's a great rapper, and he knows some funky ass shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes you move. Wait. 
I was going to expect you to figure out what it was. What is this song called? No Vaseline? No Vaseline. We can listen out longer. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm going to look this up for a second. Not no gasoline. No Vaseline. Ice Cube. Now this is on the Death Row Greatest Hits. I'm going to lay that out as a seed for when we come back. Ah, there's so much on this song. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, the, it, the page is insane. Okay. Ooh, wow, there's so many samples. You ready to lift? Oh my god. Atomic Dog by George Clinton. We have uh, Ball of Confusion by The Temptations. Hit by a Car by Eddie Murphy. Uh, multiple NWA uh, samples. Oh yeah, because he's, it's the diss track. Uh, LL Cool J sample. Why don't I hear what I? There it is, Daz by Brick. I was like, I know what this fucking is, and I'm not seeing it. It's fucking Daz by Brick. Nice. That's what it is. Daz by yeah, that's why it's so goddamn funky. Oh, it's kicks ass, and his flow is so good. And there's like, they'll straight be like, NWA will be like, yeah, he got us. <laughs> they were pissed at the time, like, fuck. All right, we need to go to break. All right, we're going out to break. Bye. Bye. Hey there, Melody Makers. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast presents... Guess That Melody! It's the game where each person has to guess the melody of a song they've never heard before, just by reading the lyrics. We've each chosen a song that the other doesn't know, and have given them only the lyrics so each person can take a blind stab at the melody of the chorus of their song. Is Sam a regular songbird with a natural talent and eye for musical arrangements? Is Michelle going to stomp that ginger bird into the dirt? Listen on and see who can... Yes! Melody! Melody! Hey! hey. Hi. <laughs> What's Woo. up? It's you again! Yeah! What are you doing yeah. here? Uh, I came to visit. You visit now? I thought you lived here still. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Just things have gotten real bad, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We, Ever since that last guest, the melody, and I probably repeated something I already did. Uh, she's just, she had enough. We both took little peas, and then we came back, <laughs> and uh, things have changed. Things yeah. have not changed. But, it's fine. But of course, that last guest, the melody, was a long time ago. It wasn't. Yeah, it, was it wasn't just minutes time. ago. No. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, well, we know why we're here. We do know why we're here. Because we are not uh, Alzheimer's out yet. You think you think that's gonna happen? Didn't it happen to your grandma? My great grandma. Well, at a show and taller. Uh, a show and taller. Show and taller was her last name. Yes. Oh, I thought you were saying that she was like a show and teller, but you were trying no. to be fancy. No. Okay. No. Her name was Etta. I think her first name was Etta. Last name Show and Taller. Etta Show and Taller. You know what I called her? Grandma. Nana. She was the great grandma. And then I remember one time she had real bad, what was it called? I forget what it's called. Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. <laughs> I, I was sticking to <laughs> That's dementia. a good word to forget. <laughs> 
fuck. <laughs> uh, we went there one time, and of course, it was like so bad that you'd be like, "Hi, I'm your." You'd be like my mom. You're like, "I'm your." Uh... God damn it! I can't remember it anymore. <laughs> no, my mom would be her granddaughter. I'm your granddaughter. My aunt would be like, "I'm your granddaughter," and I'd be like, "I'm your great whatever, Sam." And then when we were leaving, she, everyone had to reintroduce themselves to say goodbye, except me one time. And I've hung on to that for years, that the crazy lady who couldn't remember shit remembered the little orange dinosaur kid. You are memorable. Uh, yeah. In a bad way. To some people, yeah. You want to send me some lyrics? <laughs> I do. Here you go. Across the airwaves, it comes to Michelle. Received. Cokes and Snickers is all I eat. Cokes and Snickers is all I eat. Health sucks. Health sucks. Sam, did you write this? I didn't write it, but Jesus Christ, I love it. All right. All right. Cokes and Snickers is all I eat. Cokes and Snickers is all I eat. Health sucks. Health sucks. Obviously, from across the pond, they are, it sounds like. So I think you didn't even tell me what kind of artist you thought this was. Because I just, I'm I don't care about winning. And I just want to have fun when I do this. And that's just where my brain so went is, and it exploded. What did a singer look like in your head when you're doing that? Because I imagine like a punk rock Austin Powers. Kind of, yeah. I think that the 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 front of the wrist is on the back of the hip. <laughs> kind of Mick Jaggery, but also just kind of like a chicken. Does he have that billowy stuff on his chest that like uh, Donovan would wear? No, his chest is bare for the ladies. Ooh, Led Zeppelin style. Coke and Snickers is all I eat. <laughs> Hell sucks. Hell sucks. Well, Michelle, the band is called JFA. It stands for Jodie Foster's Army. The song is called Cokes and Snickers. They are not a bunch of British lads. Unfortunately. Here you go. That's the whole song. That's all I say the whole time. It's a fantastic time. Uh, not far off. Go me. Yeah, you were really close. The thing about that band is that album is called Blatant Localism. They were a skate rock band. They're all about skating. Look, they're on a ramp. Cool. It is fucking cool. You're right. You want to disconnect? I'm glad you agree. I've disconnected for a long time. Well, I can't connect, so. It's disconnected. I'm connected now. Are you ready to play? I am ready to play. Oh, see, it did just start <laughs> I told playing. You play something I That's why it wasn't. Is that Donovan? <laughs> no, it was a song from um, that was played for you recently on a guest podcast. <sighs> okay, I don't know what it was, but that's fine. Uh, let me make sure that uh, this is good to go, and then uh, you're gonna get this through the airwaves. Are you ready, big boy? All right, here we go. I have sent the lyrics. Go. All right, me. All right, me. That's what I said. Because it says, love me, hate me, say what you want about me. But all of the boys and all of the girls are begging to if you seek Amy. Okay. 
love me, hate me, but you can't see what I see. All of the boys and all of the girls are begging to, if you seek Amy. Hmm. Amy doesn't rhyme with Amy, but I guess it rhymes with me. Okay. Let me hate me. Say what you want about me. But all the boys and all the girls are begging. It's hard to say. All the girls are begging to, if you seek Amy. That is so fucking hard to even grasp my brain. I feel like this is uh, like Avril Lavigne. Okay. Like very teenage, teenage okay. girl. Two, one, two, three, go. Love me, hate me, say what you want about me. But all of the boys and all of the girls are begging to if you seek Amy. Love me, hate me, but you can see what I see. All of the boys and all of the girls are begging to if you seek Amy. Pa, 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 pa. So this song was actually pretty controversial. It's by a very popular uh, pop singer, a lady. You were correct by okay. that. Um, <clears throat> Older than nine? Yes. All right. Doesn't really sound it, though. Um, the song is called If You Seek Amy. It is a play. Uh, do you? Does it sound familiar to you? No. If I say, If You Seek Amy. If You Seek Amy? No. If You Seek Amy. No. If I say it fast. No. I mean... No. Okay. Well, uh, it's a play on the phrase, if, uh, or if uh, spelling out the word "fuck me," essentially. If you seek Amy, if you seek Amy, is what this is. Okay, I- I'm I'm there now. All right. I've never hated anything more in my life. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I thought this would be perfect to give you for that reason. Here is "If You Seek Amy" by Britney Spears. <laughs> Ah, I see what she's doing there. You can see why I was very confused. Mm-hmm. Why I was like, if you seek Amy, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and I, what the F-U-C-K is going on here? <laughs> yeah, I thought that'd be a tricky one. Because I knew you wouldn't know Britney yeah. Spears' song. And I knew that that would kind of throw you off because... You threw me off. Yeah. I was way thrown off. Yeah. Good. I think you win. I think the uh, British lads oh. <laughs> still oh, win. Did. That was fun. All right. Well, yeah, that was fun. Uh, thanks for hanging out, guys. We're going to get out of here, and we don't have anyone outside, so let's go buck wild. <clears throat> thanks for listening to another episode of... Just Beautiful. Now people can know what we were doing if they didn't. Funky. Dazzy. Snappy. That's some good shit. That's some good shit, man. All right, we're back, everybody. It's time to talk more about the DOC. The doc. The duck. The duck. The, the, the Talking duck. Talking about the duck. All right. We're going to get back into it. With a song called Doc and the Doctor. Here we go.
don't stop making records of people are cold checking and respecting it because it rocks the sales won't stop those are the doctor this is the shit and i'm the diggy diggy doctor that gets stuck in my head so much so much this song kicks ass drum tone fucking rules sounds like there's some actual drums going on in there I don't know if there's samples, but... Oh, there are a lot of samples in I'm here. I'm sure there's a lot, but I think sometimes they... I think they take samples and then they get a guy to play drums with it as well to, like, beef it up and, like, hide the transition weird sound. You yeah, know what I mean? That makes sense. It's the shit. And it's always, like... It gets stuck in my head. I'll just walk around and go, Oh, the diggy diggy dog, yo! I think I did it at the beginning of this podcast, actually. <laughs> Hi, Wayne. Wayne is still next to me. Clint wants to play, but I have bad aim, so when I try to throw that toy down the hallway, I miss. But I also have to have some sort of, like, angle on it, and it's weird to put an angle on some weird tied-up knotted rope. I trust in you. I think I believe in you. You can do it. Well, it's in her mouth, and I'm not going to take it out. I'll just let her have her fun. But I'm glad that you have Wayne next to you. It's like he just told you to stop. fucking rules. Now the thing about this whole album is I have trouble remembering actual verses. But like as it's gone, I'm like, oh yeah, that part again. That part rules. So how did you come across this album? Good question. So I'm starting to enjoy some rap. Kirk made it his mission. This is when we're hanging out at his place all the time. We're upstairs. We're always burning it down. And he had a computer just filled with music. And uh, Kirk is very buys shit all the time. He like really good music knowledge on that fucking guy. Um, yeah, we shared music at one point when he lived up there. Yeah, in my house. I took a lot of his music on a hard drive. So he's trying to get me into rap, and I'm like, well, I don't like like current stuff. I was like, I like it a little bit older. I like that '80s sound. He was like, all right, I bet you would like this. So he's like, straight out of Compton. Gets me straight out of Compton. I get obsessed with Straight Outta Compton. Uh, I remember mowing the lawn at our old apartment in the, on Main Street. Yeah. And just listening to it over and over again. <laughs> thinking Easy's hilarious. Thinking Cube is the fucking shit. He's got that attitude. Yeah. And he has a good and voice. Then, and like I said earlier, and then the song uh, Parental Discretion is Advised. He's got the best. This verse comes on. He's like, hey, yo, Trey, you want me to kick it? All right. Parental discretion is advised for the moment while I'm getting candid. Now understand it. Ain't too typical in any way. So the pro on the mic is to the DOC. This is an intro. So DOC gets his fucking verse. And I'm like, I hang out with Kirk, and I'm like, who is this guy that's on this one thing? This is like my favorite verse on the whole fucking album. And he goes, oh, that's the DOC. And it kind of stops there. And then Kurt tries to get me to rap on some stuff because he knows I've got a music talent. So I write like a couple raps. And they sound 80s when I do it. Yeah. Because it's what I like. And he's like, you know what, man? You've got to flow a lot like the DOC. I think you would like the DOC's album. And he gave me this album digitally. And at the time, it didn't hit. Just, I, was, I, was, I must have been hip-hopped out. I know it hit next for me was actually Dub C. Yeah. Or sorry, WC. <laughs> that's what English tells me. And so that's 
how it came to this. I remember being like, wait a minute. So I must have just been in the world of Ice Cube because of Friday. Wait, say Ice Cube again. Ice Cube? <laughs> ice Cube? Ice Cube? <laughs> ice Coop? Ice Koopa? Uh, I think I'd just been in that world with Friday. That like, And I didn't want to choose another metal thing. I'm kind of answering a question from later. That's but, fine. I don't care. And then that's how this album came back around. So like, I've always excited about the DOC, but I was never like truly into it. And I knew the throat story. So I was like, oh, yeah, sweet. That's another good thing. Because Kirk showed me that, too. He was like, so this happened to him. He didn't tell me all the details. He's like, he's got an accident, and his throat got fucked up. He's like, and here's what it sounds like now. And he played me a track from Helter Skelter. And it was like, what the fuck? Like, ooh, this sounds like a monster now. And like, in my head, I had actually made it worse. In my head, I made it more like he sounds like on that Co-Defendants track I played with you. Because that Helter Skelter, he was more like, he still had like a tone like this. Yeah. But on that co-defendants, he's oh straight God. like... Yeah, like it, it sounds like a heavy distortion to where it's yeah. kind of hard to listen to. Yeah, but I like... Because it. it's like... <laughs> I mean, I like his voice, I think. But I think that it does something audibly. Like there's something audio frequency happening bit. that sounds like something is wrong. Sounds painful. Yeah, it's but it sounds like something is like... Like it's, I don't know. Like it has like a fuzzy sound yeah. on it, on top of the voice. I guess the only reason he's got any voice is because the other vocal cord took over, and he explained it like Popeye. Like, you know, one part of it, like the one vocal cord is like gigantic and reaches over to the other side, and the other one's just like puny and pretty much like dead. Does Wayne like Popeye? Because when you said Popeye, he meowed. What's up, Wayne? Meow. Hi, buddy. <laughs> well, that was nice. That was Wayne. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next song. No one can do it better. Uh, so I mentioned Death Row Records earlier, right? No one you did. Can do it better. So one of the DOC's no good friends no at one point in time is a little, little big guy. By the name of Shook Knight. Ah, scary guy. So DOC and the Shook Knight are hanging out all the time. DOCs get fucked up all the time. Mostly from depression. He's twisting it as, I'm a party guy at the time. But in hindsight, it's depression. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting like super fucked up, causing problems at clubs, goes places. And Shook Knight comes along with him. And Shook Knight... Cleans up the mess because Suge Knight likes to clean up the mess. Like, yeah. You gonna fuck with my boy that just did that? Boom! Laid it on you. The DOC's or Suge's aggressive even then, but not to the DOC. For some reason, the DOC is like gold to him. And it's because they're gonna start their own record label now. Dre has left all the NWA shit because he finds out he's also getting fucked. Yeah. <laughs> DOC was also getting fucked. Everyone was getting fucked in that besides Easy and the manager. I have those wrong, but anyway. So they start talking about starting a record company with Dre, Suge Knight, and the DOC. And they're going to call it something else for a minute there, but then it ends up blossoming into Death Row Records. So this is the new era, Death Row Records. This is like what Chronic is, the Chronic is released on. This is what like Snoop. Snoop is released on. It's so funny. The DOC is so close with Snoop. He calls him Snoopy. So he'll be in. He'll be in interviews. He's back. 
saw Snoopy came over. And he says he taught Snoop, like, he's like, what I learned from the strongest riders is the first line is the most important line. Like, that's got to be fire, and it's got to grab people right off the bat. Doesn't matter what the fucking second line is. Let the bass go. Yeah. <laughs> These are the most delightful in our times. Sword Trey. Let the bass go. But, uh, so they start Death Row Records. But the DOC claims this is a scary, scary, scary time because he's not a gangster. He's not a killer. Yeah. He's an artist. He's a musician. He's only at this place for music. He was not a gangbanger. He didn't do any of that shit. That was easy stuff. Yeah. Like, Ice Cube was also not a yeah. Ice Cube grew up in the hood, oh. but Ice wasn't a gangbanger. Like they were artists. They wanted to. They wanted to do different stuff. Did you just use a pen no, to clean up I spittle? Used, no, I used the edge of my palm to clean up the spittle while moving the pen at the same time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Move the pen at the same time. Double, double process. All right. So DSC is hanging out with Chuck Knight, and they've done Death Row Records, and he says this time it's scary as fuck. Like people are getting beat up in the studio, getting guns pulled on people, seeing people get the shit beat out of them, seeing crazy gang shit going on, and he's not comfortable. So he's getting even more loaded to be comfortable to be in this environment because he wants to be next to Dre. He considers Dre the gold or Dre Dre. He's turning gray, isn't he? Uh, he considers Dre the like the golden goose, and people are considering him the golden goose as well. The DOC lyrically, because he's helping people write shit. He's yeah. giving his thing. Like that's not good. This is good. And people know that he knows his shit, so they take what he says to heart. So nobody is fucking with the DOC. Like, everyone is getting fucked with, but for some reason, Shug has been like. But you don't touch him. So he ends up flying through all this. But then, you know, Shugnai becomes Shugnai. He ends up leaving death row. He's disabled. Shug is? No. Oh. The DOC. And that's why he actually thinks Ice Cube didn't come for him on No Vaseline. He's like, he respected me, but he also knows I couldn't clap back. Like, my throat's gone. I can't do anything. And he's like, so it'd be like, he'd be a bully and he'd just be picking on a crippled cat. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, because. I wonder if that's why part of, of why Shug wanted to take care of him, because he felt bad for true. him, as and, well as respecting him. And he knows he's writing the, the good shit. Yeah. Like, without DOC, like, Dr. Dre's a rapper, but he. A lot of his rhymes are written by the DOC. That's why a lot of these flows sound like Dre's flows, because. And Dre does that anyway. If he works with a producer or he works with a writer, Dre takes on that, that flow of that yeah. person. So he's never been shy about saying that. But for some reason, they've all been shy about calling out the DOC as much as possible, except for Cube on the NWA, like when they got inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He did say, we need to call out the DOC. He's as much in this group as any of us were. You just didn't know. Aww. So... It's good he finally got that, but it still irritates me that, like... No one knows who he is. Yeah, and people have a theory that if his throat thing never would have happened, he might have been, like, one of the greatest of all time, and he would be like, everyone would know who the DOC is. But the DOC says, I would be dead. <laughs> so was this his one official album, and then that accident happened? Precisely. Wow. This official album... Accident. So this one album... Five, five months after this. And then he's got two th more, kind of, but... But this one album really just represents who he was at that time. And it was Absolutely. all encapsulated in the one album. Which sucks, because he's probably like, I want to do this next. And 
couldn't. Well, they asked about. There's an interview where they ask him where like, did you have plans for a next thing? And he's like, I didn't get far enough to dream to the next thing. Like it all came crashing down too fast. Five months after this album, he's 19 and his throat's done. That's so sad. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. My God, when you played that for me. I, I feel like I my face showed how bad I felt. I think like you it felt what just, I felt when Kirk played it for me. So sad. Just like how did something so good and so up here become something so... And I don't mean to say it's bad. It's just not. No, and he's still as lyrically talented as he's ever he been. He sounds like a sick man. Uh, yeah. Like it sounds like his throat is sick. It sucks. And apparently there's been talk of, you know, as science goes on, can they get a surgery to get his throat fixed? Um, they're even talking about AI now with the DOC. Like he still wraps it and flows it, but they like use his old put voice. his affectation of his old voice on it. Wow! To get that back, and he's like, "But I don't know." Like, How old is he? Right if now, he was nineteen, then he's in his fifties. So he still could have time. Maybe. I mean, I don't know how much they're going to want to invest that in an older person. Well, like, if like, it would be, it'd I'm probably talking be about dread. the physical, sur- like oh. physical surgery. If it's experimental and maybe they give them some money off, <laughs> you know, like when they let kids who yeah, are learning how to cut hair. But if it's experimental, you have a higher chance yeah, of something yeah. going wrong, and that. But he also he's also not. But how does he get? How is it worse than what it is right now? Other right? than just or just not fully fair, taking no. his voice away. I think he's not that bummed about it. He says, you know, rap's not my whole life anymore. He's like, I'd still like to rap, but he's like, I'm doing other things. He's real godlike. He now his whole model is it's not a DOC thing, it's a GOD thing. Oh, gross. <laughs> I knew you'd hate that. <laughs> Let's move on to a song that I don't know what it means. It's called Whirlwind Pyramid. I also well, I've they've, I've and talked about like this before, but about. like I love comedy a Dream. lot. I listen to comedy a lot. And I don't think even though I think a lot of people would would love to like stand on a stage and everyone look at them and clap for them and love them like a lot of people would like to just feel that love I just I don't I think that I would be better as a writer so I also kind of understand more just being like well maybe that wasn't for me well and good for him he didn't stop he has the accident and he helped people like he says I looked at Snoop and I saw him I saw me and him, and I helped him grow. Oh, and Snoop is great. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, I just think it's it's interesting to kind of see, because a lot of times, at least when you're younger, you're like, I want to be the person that's, like, shining on stage. And then the older, I mean, maybe not, some people just know that they're good, they're more writers, but I think for me, I, I had that dream more of, like, singing and stuff. And then now I just think, like, I, I could do more damage in the background in a good way. I feel like I do that with people my job. People in the job. background are what makes it work. Yeah, like, I mean, that's, that's what I do with my job. Like, involved. it seems simple, but it's also very integral, so. Are we going to get a rap? A cat rap? A little bit. You're going to have to turn that up. Mark that. <laughs> Um, so it's songs like this that I think are still fun and sound good, but they kind of in the lower levels for me. I don't feel it. Almost seems too the music is too repetitive, and it is like this is the whirlwind song. Whirlwind pyramid. It yeah. feels like that. It feels like everything is just kind of literally like just whipping through back. quickly, 
And I, this, the music sounds like that. There's the, the no, drums sound like no that. Like hook. things are just kind of like hitting. That's the hook. The DOC. He's a real cool guy. He's real like engaging when he talks. You listen. You're like, oh, he's got some. Well, yeah, because you don't know what he's saying, so you have to listen real hard. His actual speaking voice doesn't sound as rough as that co-defendant song. I think, I think they're such a dirty punk rap group that they're like, no, we want that voice. We want you to sound gragly. Because even Fat Mike was like, dude, you got a great punk rock voice. Don't let anybody shit on that. And then DOC's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree. Like, roll into it. Find the music that fits that voice and do it. And I think it's cool. Like, I do not like the rest of that song, but I like DOC's part in it. <laughs> they almost change it to fit the DOC more in that section. And he's done it live a few times with this band. And it's great to see the DOC on the stage. And people just losing their fucking minds because they might not even know who it is. But when he comes out and he does that verse, and it's a bunch of white dudes, and he's just sitting there like, bah, 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 bah. you're just like, this dude is fucking crazy. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and then I guess they played at the NoFX Punk and Drublick festival thing that they do. And when NoFX played the song Kill All the White Man, oh, man. DOC came out <laughs> and he was on the mic going, Kill All the White Man. And he was like, You know how cool what the street kill all the white man to a bunch of white folks? <laughs> I, want not, I, only, I not only want to watch Straight Outta Compton now, I want to watch this interview. <laughs> I'm just so interested in this person. Yeah, DOC is awesome. All right, we got commercial number two. Now, this one's better than commercial number one. We get some little sneak peeks from our couple boys in the NWA. Hey, I got to get these lyrics together for the next song, Dre. Take me to a commercial. All right, bet. Yo, this is MC Ren. He's Ren. I like MC Ren, too, on NWA. I like all NWA members. They all have their own, like, seat to sit in. Dre or Cube, the fucking gangsta, like, scary one. You'll be like, yeah, Dre, or Cube will fuck you up. Ren is like the smooth, like, I don't play that shit one. Easy's the goofy one where they'll put words in there like, yo, Eric, your breath smells. <laughs> and DOC said he wrote lyrics like that because he wanted to appeal, easy to be the funny one, to appeal to the white people. Because you already have the scary Cube guy who will check the white people and be like, oh, shit, that guy's scary. I better respect him. But yeah. then you got Easy who will say things about his wing ding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. Didn't he die of AIDS? Easy? Yep. They say the rumor is that Suge injected him, had him injected by a doctor. Oh, that's right. Because there's that interview on MTV where Suge's like, you know, people, they shoot people, and, you know, you go straight to jail. What, what you should do nowadays is get a little bit of AIDS and injected into somebody, and then it kills him over time. And he's like, it's called the easy E treatment or something like that. So, but he could have just been saying that. Uh, and that's the thing, DOC is because how said, do you just inject someone with AIDS? Well, he said you they just, had a doctor do it, who like, who just like had blood they, that like, they paid took. off. Who like you'll get AIDS blood and then you can do this, blah blah blah. But it's it's a rumor, and then DOC has been like, look, Suge was fucked up. That sounds in a way wild. Where he was a troll. He's an original troll. He liked to fuck with you. He, that seems more likely. He probably just said that. He doesn't seem like the type of guy to do that. 
Because in and the he's long saying run, that after the fact, in the too. long run, he would probably want easy on his side. If eventually everyone can work together, you make more money. So sometimes feuds are good. And why was Easy the one who did he just hate them the most? He was the he was the producer. He was the guy behind NWA. Like he was the money guy. He was already a a well off dude from like street shit. And he was like funding early NWA stuff. He was a producer really in the beginning. I didn't know Easy E was so integral. And Dre was I like, really need to watch it out of context. And Dre was like, I think I want you to flow on a record. And that's why early stuff, Easy's like not good at rapping at all. And you'll be like, I'm Easy E in my sixth foe. And you're like, Well, that wasn't on beat. <laughs> because he couldn't rap really in the beginning. And he didn't rap any, or he didn't write any of his shit. So I know there's a scene in Straight Outta Compton where he's like all right, you only got 50 more lines, but we'll get through this. So wow. they're like taking it line by line. Jesus. <laughs> because I think Easy's like, you motherfuckers aren't doing your job. And I think they all get pissed at Easy and they're like, you do it. So that's why early Easy E shit exists. Wow. All right. Yeah. We're going to move on to the formula. So, an interesting fact about the DOC Mr. Dick on call himself. You may know of a singer named well she was originally called dj apple do you have any idea of who dj or mc apple might have been michelle i'll give you a hint her initials are e b erica badu erica badu she was originally known as mc apple back in the day that's funny when the doc knew her as just this skinny little girl with an apple bottom with pretty eyes nope oh really skinny little girl with pretty eyes then DOC goes out and does his thing, and he comes back to Texas, and he meets who now is called Erica Badu, and says, and she wasn't too skinny no more. <laughs> Eventually, DOC lands the Erica Badu there together for a while. May have been married, and they have a daughter together. Wow. Named Puma. So the DOC. Puma is, people were complaining really? about them recently, because her and... Erica posted a picture, which I think they were wearing jeans or like they were wearing pants, but it was just like a booty picture and people freaked out. They're like, why is this mom promoting this with his daughter? And like, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, it's well, that's the DOC's daughter, Michelle. That's crazy. (laughs) That's interesting. I had no idea. And this one guy made this great point because I guess Erica Badu has like four kids at least. And there's like three different dads. But he was like, but all of them are highly respected lyricists. They're all like top of the game, like Andre 3000. Mm -hmm. Like top of the game lyricists. And like, what does that say about Erica Badu that she only fucks with the top high standards? And he's like, because that woman is beautiful. And he's like, she's still my best friend. I love all of her children. I love the children's dads. So like they're all. I've always liked her a lot. I've always never had an opinion on her. Like I've never been into it, but I've never was like, yeah, Erica Badu, you know. But apparently she's a a goddess of a woman, as DSC says. I think a a lot of people see her that way. Yeah. Yeah. So DOC is just like I said. He's been in the whole fucking time, but he just. Not in the limelight as he should have been. Spotlight. Just in the background. But he's integral. They say he's like the basis of G-Funk. Without him, there's could have been G-Funk, but it wouldn't have been as smooth. (laughs) I like that, uh, the bass. 
Oh, yeah. I do want to mention that this uh, song does sample, which you can hear it way more clear in the beginning, I would think. Uh, Inner City Blues makes me want to holler by Marvin Gaye. Nice. Makes me want to holler with it. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Scratching by Magic Disco Machine. Which I wonder if that's the... I don't know, but we're going to find Scratching by Magic Disco Machine, because i got to hear this. Scratching no G. What was the band called? Magic Disco Machine. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, when this ends, we're listening to Snatching. Scratching? Scratching. (laughs) Snatching, scratching. Scratching to snatch. on On the break, I got on Facebook and snatched my guitar player, Zach, put up. Anybody going to Pantera tonight? Uh, I don't want to drive because I'm a drunk fuck. And I wrote, I'm going, but I'm not driving your drunk ass. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. I'm actually excited you actually about said going that? alone. I commented, I, I'm going, but I'm not driving your drunk ass. Did he say anything? Is he know, giving you shit? We've started <laughs> podcasting since I did that. He'll get it. I don't, I don't want to deal with that shit because he'll get wasted. Yeah, it's I, not like you where you'll get a buzz and you'll just be talkative and it's just like. And then I just problem. go to bed. I yeah. think I went to bed when you were still working on stuff last you night. You did. You fell asleep, but I'm listening to. Okay, scratching. Here we go by the Magic Disco Machine. What fucking rules already? This is fantastic. Yeah. This is where all these guys. Helped out so much being music nerds back in the day. Like Dre, just having records and records and being like, this will work here. Rock and roll is right underneath it. Fucking rhythm and blues music, funk music, all that stuff that's all combined. That's the best shit. That's the best music that exists in the world as far as I'm concerned. Stuff that just feels good, makes you want to get up and dance. Stuff that's full of soul. Stuff that can make you cry. It's making my body fucking move. Listen to that. Uh, oh, goddamn what We always can't remember what it's called. It's the thing Bernie plays. Wurlitzer. No, that's a Wurlitzer. That's a type of brand. Wurlitzer, Oregon. It's the organ I have. I, uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter to the slice. We forget every time. Yeah. I'm gonna, it's not a metronome. It's not a Mellotron. Damn it. It's not a Kalimba. <laughs> yeah, it's not a Kalimba. What was the last thing we listened to? The formula? Yes, the I formula. believe so. So he says about that song, the formula is actually four pillars. And those four pillars were his four rappers that he liked the most that he like listened to before he started rapping himself. Okay. He explained them. I can't remember what they are, but it's like Rakim or something. I don't fucking know. Oh, yeah. Rakim. Jim I, Norton talks about Rakim. He liked oh, him a lot. I was going to say a lot of dudes who liked rap in the 80s love Rakim. <laughs> Who's that one that you, we did the parody of with a... Uh, Joy and Pain? Joy I think that's pain. them. It's Rakim and someone else. Okay, yeah, there you go. So that, that's like what people were going over. Mm-hmm. Rules. All right, we've got two more songs. The first one, though, is called Portrait of a Masterpiece. Come on. Oh, love that fucking... It's Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. It wasn't there them at go. all. Rob Bass. Sorry, guys. I love this noise. That, like, weird sci-fi. Really? I thought you might not like it. Oh, no, that shit rules. I like good samples. I like... 
I guess the spaciness of it. By the way, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, what about him? Did you see that he uh, was found not guilty in another trial for him being a creepo? Nope. He keeps getting not guilty. He's he, only one time he was found guilty in something. Guilty I don't know. He's a he's. Before all this happened, he was one of my absolute favorite actors. <laughs> so I think when you're a tremendous actor... You can still be a good actor. You can pull a... I'm saying you can oh, convince a lot of people yeah. if you're a really good fucking liar. Yeah. And that's what being an actor is. You're sure. a good fucking liar. You, you make people think that what you're saying is true when it absolutely is not. You're a shyster! So I don't know. I just don't feel like I could think of him that way anymore because of all of that. That's horrible. But then I still like Michael Jackson's music. But I would still enjoy Kevin Spacey's work. I can separate. Yeah. You just hope he doesn't make anything else. Yeah. I don't want to see anything that he's done <laughs> yeah. knowing that this has happened. But I'll, I'll watch all the stuff when I thought he was just a good actor. And it doesn't help that he puts out weird, like... When he did that weird video? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, that, like Christmas I'll video. back. And he was like, could, like, what the fuck is wrong no, with and you? And he did it as Frank Underwood, yeah. as the House of Cards character. Really? It was creepy. The video should be, I'm sincerely sorry for what image you think I am. I Be sincere. You don't do some fucking weird thing. That probably confirms that you're a fucking weird creepy guy when you do videos like that <laughs> a lot of i mean some of the stuff he says never happened but he just it's a situation where he's like i thought it was all consensual oh i love that part i'm gonna rewind it how do you how do you prove something like that when one person says it's consensual and one person says it's not that's rough yeah it's rough i love this part that's coming out maybe So young. Dre sounds like a baby. Yeah. Hello, he's like, try to catch my breath. You got it? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I don't have time to take a breath. <laughs> that's one thing I, that's why I can't get into the like, the real, uh, you know, like the street, like the real heavy street, like gangster stuff. I can't get into that. It has, still has to have like goofiness attached to it to some extent. So from a lot of the videos I've been watching lately, the, what I've seen about that is it's the reason things like this appeal to us more is because we didn't grow up in that world. Oh, for sure. The reason like that hardcore super gangster hip hop took off is because there was people who were living that fucking life. Yeah, but that's and scary. Like, I don't want to I know. So, live that life. And so we don't live that life. So mm-hmm. we want the happier stuff. <laughs> the happier mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, for which sure. Which is so funny because I'm like, I want it negative and depressed. And I'm like. You want it depressed. You don't want it actually like. I don't want it like. Dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. And then you also got to separate like, well, how many of those artists are actually living that life too? Because like. A lot of people are posers. Just not. I don't want to say posers, but they're just the posers. Because it's not fair to call them a poser when, like, then you're gonna call Cannibal Corpse posers because they don't eviscerate people. <laughs> they're just writing songs. They're just telling stories. Three bears don't actually exist, and fucking Goldilocks didn't eat her por- eat their porridge. They're stories. You're you're allowed to have artistic license. Now, when you pretend, maybe that that's your real life and you get caught in. That. I'm saying, yeah, there are a lot of people who take on those personas, and yeah. that's when it's poser-esque yeah 
when it when it's not just yeah i just did this thing but a lot of people don't like that because they're like well what i mean you're either you should be speaking from experience or you're making fun of it or you're not respecting it it just seems like that's a hard i mean i'm not saying it's necessarily my opinion but it just seems like kind of like a generalized opinion well i have that opinion about stuff too but then you find out like q wasn't killing anybody he wasn't doing that shit does that negate anything that he's done no but it doesn't mean that he doesn't know people who were killed and was speaking more from other people's that's perspective true. Yeah. which i think is also well, fair do, just like on recent episodes like or other songs where people are s- singing from the role of a killer or whatever like a lot of music you listen to it doesn't mean that they actually like condone that behavior it's just Hi. it's fantasy world fantasy Okay, so we've got... You didn't, he was, Sam wasn't just talking to me like that, by the way. He was talking to the dog, because oh, the yeah, dog's the dog getting is, antsy. The dog wants me to play with it. Um, so we've got one song left. We do. This is a group effort it from is. some fellas. From the fellas with attitude. Yes, those... <laughs> the NWA. The newsboys with attitude. Captain. Um, this song is called The Grand Finale. Get ready. Check this out. We've come to the last and final I enjoy this song a lot. And it, it's sad that I have to wait until the end of the album. Because I do, for me, the album does kind of... It doesn't drag, but it gets to a point where you're just kind of like... I'm just kind of ready to get off the ride. I agree. I agree. And then, but then it, I think it ends well. Oh, here we go. Did you just Heil Hitler? Oh, we like this. That's from your right hand. Okay. I think. I mean, I don't know for sure. <laughs> uh, so everyone from NWA is on this. And the interesting thing about this song, it's called the grand finale. And it is the last time NWA in its full form with Cube, Bren, Easy, and DOC. Rap, this is literally the grand finale of the, the real NWA. Now, NWA puts out an album after this. But it's no cube. So this is like the last official. So what was the last NWA? Like what have, What has NWA done? Or do they not have many they albums? They did an album after this for sure called N-Words for Life. Okay. And then Easy had a solo album. The other guys had some solo albums. But that's really it. And Easy dies. So did NWA not put out a lot of music? Not too much. No. That's always interesting. That happens so often with also, people who are just like in set in stone in time because they didn't do a lot, but what they did was solid. Yeah, and changed the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so what was I gonna say? Sorry. But it all goes fast. Like people are leaving, and NWA just kind of like falls apart. Once Dre leaves, it's just like, oh, what the fuck are we gonna do now? And then solo stuff starts happening. And then it just kind of fizzles out. Ren doesn't really come to the top. DOC's throat's fucked up. So he's just helping out Dre. He just follows Dre. Ice Cube is pissed at everyone. <laughs> but they do say that right before they were talking, Ice Cube and Easy were talking. And he said, we should get NWA back together. And Cube told easy if you can get dre to do it call me and then a few months later easy sick and it just never comes to fruition so there could have been a, a reunited 
true NWA. So this, they don't know actually how ECE contracted AIDS? No. In fact, in the movie, they're like, you have it. And he's like, I'm not a faggot. Uh, well, that, that was what people thought at that time, though. Yeah. I mean, I get it. But he fucked around so much. That's the thing. He, he was fucking a lot of people. That's... I think they're up to 11 children now that they've attributed to Easy. Wow. And they like would come along and like someone would be like, yeah, I think Easy is my father. And then they do the blood test and be like, yep, <laughs> you're in the uh, family. So he was just throwing seed everywhere. Yeah. He's got he's got a oldest son who he named Eric. And then, Another son that's a few months younger from a totally different woman that was found out about years later, also named Eric. Oh, wow. <laughs> but easy to name him. Yeah, yeah. It's just coincidental, but it's still interesting. So, yeah, on this one, like this song, Grand Finale, Q would have written his verse, Ren would have written his verse, and then DOC probably wrote the easy verse and his own verse. But for easy stuff, they would all try. And then they would take the best one. But he's like, but most of the time it was me because I knew how to make him funny. Oh, they would try writing, not try doing his... No, just try writing easy verse. Because he's not writing shit. So was he seen as being lazy, but not because he was putting money into it? No, easy busted his ass doing everything else. He was like the guy that made shit run, and turns out he was probably... So oh, wait. Okay. So, Drake called... Is like funky manager. Michelle Super dope manager Jerry Heller, who turns out to be the guy that is stealing money and not paying them. <laughs> Paul Giamatti? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch that when you're gone tonight. You're going to watch it without me? I know I can. <laughs> That's what's fun about life. That's what's fun about our relationship. That's what's really fun about our relationship. <laughs> is that? I mean, obviously, if the other person's going to do something bad, we're going to interject with our opinions. Yeah, but um, neither one of us are trying to do anything bad. No. We're all just like, I'm going to go have dinner with my friend. Cool. cool. I'm going to go to the show. I'm going to. Yeah. Like it's we don't ask each the, other. The only thing I ever really ask. Well, this time for the Pantera show was. Hey, we don't have. I don't have a lot of money. Can I use money? Yes, you can use some money. Thank you. And the only other question I ask is, did I agree to something else before I say yes to this? That's always what it is. It's yeah. hey, do you have plans? Hey, what's going on with this? Because yeah. I really want to see that fucking Barbie movie. <laughs> yeah, and I really don't want to mow. <laughs> and it, it, you still haven't. So yeah. It is a mess out there. It is. It's like a jungle. It sure is. Welcome to it. Welcome to the jungle! Well, we're finished listening to the album in its entirety. We are at the point of the podcast that we like to do pretty regularly, I'd say. Uh, let's go over some questions. All right. <laughs> Short and sweet. Hurt my thumb. I, I kind of hurt my cheek a little, but I'm really glad I can make that sound. I think it was you who taught me how to do it. You can do it. Is that I th it? You I thought you taught me how to do it. No. I know how to do this one. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that sounds nice. Well. And then this. 
Just punching yourself in the head. Yeah, but did you hear the tone difference I, when I move my mouth? Yeah, but <laughs> is it worth it? That's <laughs> crazy. It doesn't hurt. I hit Jimmy in the head with a tailgate on a van yesterday, and I put a knot in his head. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, I'm sorry. Wow. Well, did he just, like, bend over real fast? Like, how did I this happen? I didn't know he was going into the door. I was starting to shut it, and he, like, went for something under it. So, like, the inertia of him going forward and the inertia of me bringing it down combined into his head getting knocked. Jeez. Oh. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were going in. So, why did you choose this album? Why did you hurt your boss, and why did you choose this album? I'm my boss because I'm going for his business. Okay. Uh, I chose this album because I didn't want to listen to metal. I wanted something new. And then I remembered DOC, and I was like, oh, I don't actually know this album. This is a good thing. I kind of know it. I know the grand finale because that song is fucking badass. That's basically all I remember from that thing. So it's a, it's a good foray, I thought. And I knew there was a good story in it with the throat thing. And I didn't know about the whole fucking, like, death row and fucking what's-her-name, uh, Erica Badu and all that shit. Like, all yeah. that was extra. It's interesting. And how much he was in NWA. Yeah. Do you have any idea at all how many times you listened to this this week? <sighs> over 15. It was constant. It was just over and over again. Mainly because I'm looking for something more in it at times. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to be in love with it more than I am. So I just kept listening to it, mm-hmm. listening to it, listening to it. <laughs> Sometimes that makes me like something. <laughs> I think repetitive. I think things do sometimes take time and you have to get to a point to be like, do I like this? Yeah, I think I like this. I or, knew I liked it. I just did. I Is it the best? You know, I just feel like there's something there that I'm not connecting to yet. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, I listened to it four times. Um, least favorite song, Sam. I uh, We haven't guessed in a while. Can I guess? Yeah, but I already told you basically. I know. That's why. <laughs> no, just go for it. It doesn't matter. No, you tell me what you think it is. Right now. Tell me. It's, uh, isn't it Whirlwind Pyramid? No, no that was the one. See, I don't even fucking remember anymore. No. Beautiful but deadly. Bam. It's a little song called Beautiful but Deadly. It's the 80s hip hop that I don't like. See, for me, it's, I will just go ahead and say, it's my second least favorite song, but it's not the absolute worst to me because it does kind of have this like Run DMC vibe. So I think I feel like I maybe connect to it, but like the shit that's happening in the background sucks. <laughs> and I'll say it's more memorable than some of the other songs, but I just, I would just be like, Ugh. <laughs> it's, it's so much more Run DMC to me. That's I hear that a lot in it. Cheese mo. Uh, what do you think mine is? I think yours is probably uh, is Calm Blues count. Calm Blues count. Okay, right, it's Calm Blues. two and a half minutes long. It counts. I mean, I also skipped this, so I think they're both in my number one. This almost sounds like it's trying to be like a Parliament song or something. Huh? Interesting. I feel with like those sound effects in the background and stuff. I answer nose. Devoid of funk. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, they all loved that shit. Uh, yeah, but I just I I don't connect with that song. All right, this is the more exciting question. This is the rough one. Yeah. Oh, well, I know what my answer is. Oh, okay. Are we gonna guess for each other? Because I don't know at all. I have um, no guess for you. Uh, yeah, I'll guess for you. Okay. Let the bass go. No. Although it's a very fun song. 
Um, my favorite song on Michelle is a little song that goes a little bit like this. Yo, try, let's kick it on the one black, and we don't stop making records. The people are cold, checking and respecting it. I almost had it. The sales won't stop. Those are the doctor. Oh, it rules. And on the diggy diggy. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that you did say you were singing this whole time. This song is this shit, and it's. It has been back and forth between another song. What's the other song? Is it the grand finale? Yes. The grand finale is fucking magical. Yeah. But I think this wins out for me because it's just, it's the DOC's song. It's his song specifically. I love that beginning. When I hear a and they put that, I'm pretty sure, uh, what's his name? He dances and shakes his hips. James Brown. James Brown. I'm pretty sure that's James Brown's name. They just shove in there. Um, but the grand finale is so fucking good, too. I just wanted to say that there. Uh, there was an interview that they were doing with Ice Cube, and it was after their, after his accident. Because they're like, yeah, and the DOC and the girl that's doing the interview goes, it's the diggy diggy dog, y'all! Like, she can't stop herself. Because <laughs> it's fucking groovy. I have an answer question, or uh, not I guess. I guess for yours. Okay, what do you think it is? Fucking the grand finale. Well, you guessed correctly, Sam. <laughs> For me, it was between three songs, though. Okay. For me, it was between the grand finale, DOC and the Doctor, and the title track, No One Can Do It Better. Yeah, those are three killers. Those, they're all three really good songs. This but song. this one's fun because it has everyone on it. Yeah. And, and it's got... Bong, bong, bong. That, it's got the it's, that hilarious ice cube line, and I say on your ass like cholesterol. Oh yeah, cholesterol. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the uh, oh. the P funk sample. Oh no, I was gonna bring up the other one, the easy, because they're addicted to, to what I'm addicted. addicted. The pleasure of pain, the wing ding inflicted. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. I I this song is fun. There's an interview where they're asking DOC like, "Did you write this? Did you write this?" And they're like. Did you write, uh, I'm addicted to what my dick did? And DOC gets a smile. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Pleasure of pain, the wing ding inflicted. <laughs> <laughs> and so all like, the wing ding was him. Yeah. He's trying to make Eric funny. Easy. Calling him Eric like I fucking know him. That's, that's fun. By the way, I don't know if I ever said what DOC's actual name was. I don't think you did. His actual name is Tracy Lynn Curry. I've... Don't know too many white men at all named Tracy. Seems like it's a uh, African American thing. I only know two Tracy named men, and I know Tracy Chapman. She's a, a black lady who people think when she sings that she's a man. <laughs> the person, the the female name that Tracy I Tracy Ullman that goes with white men, white men a lot is Leslie. You mean like? A interchangeable Leslie. name, like like a like a Leslie. Leslie or a Tracy, like a a gender fluid yeah, yeah. name. Yeah, but usually more a girl. It uh, always feels way more feminine to me. I think it sounds feminine, but I don't know why. Maybe because I've just known Leslies as yeah, exactly. females. Uh, all right, let's get through these questions. I have to go and pick up an order from Bath and Body Works. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get ready to go. To Kroger. Mosh pit it up. Oh, yeah, I got Kroger. You offered Krogering, so. What am I getting there? Oh, yeah, we'll talk about this after. <laughs> just a handful of things. Okay. Not a lot. Uh, just as much water as you can. Uh, so, how old were you when you first heard this? You said you were hanging out with Kirk. 
I'm assuming mm, early, early adult. Early 20s, I would say, is when I'm... When are we hanging? When are we together? Uh, where are we? 22, 21? So probably right around then. We got, I think we got married when we were 22, so we were hanging out when we were 21. So right around then. because Yeah, because I'm mowing the lawn out of our Main Street apartment. So right around then is when I first heard this album. Alrighty, uh, and how did you originally feel the very first time you heard it? it you did, said it didn't click. Didn't really grab me. Uh, I would just go listen to the grand finale. Really, I would go to this album and be like, "Well, I'm really just here for the grand finale," and then I'd listen to that. But so, would you recommend this to anyone today? Do you know anyone that you would that you could recommend okay. this to? Here's what I would do, in true Sam fashion, if someone would be like. Yeah, I like rap. I'd be like, yeah, I do too. You need to check out the DOC. And they'd be like, what the fuck is that? And I'd be like, who the fuck are you? And then they'd name off like 88 more rap artists that I wouldn't know. And I'd still be like, but you don't know who the DOC is. So get out of here. So yeah, I would recommend it to some hip hop people. I wouldn't recommend it to like Zach. (laughs) Damn, Zach. All right. He Uh, gets it. Like if Kirk... Didn't know who this was already. I, I came I, over. I'd be like, you should listen to the DOC. Oh, I was just quoting Zach. Um, would, oh. <laughs> uh, would I listen to this again? I think that there are songs that are good enough to want to listen to again. I think that if I listened to the album, I would be skipping songs every yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, so maybe more, like I said, more song based than full album. Um, but it's not bad. It's not my favorite. You know what songs could just because there are some songs that I of here. think just kind of we can get rid of it down. Beautiful but deadly. I okay, agree. We can get rid of Calm Blues, Beautiful but Deadly, Whirlwind Pyramid, Calm Two, and Portrait of a Masterpiece, and I would be fine because I fucking love Let the Bass Go. That song kicks ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Let Me in Here. I like Mind Blowing. Those are all good, but it also might be that I'm not like exhausted. Yet, because those are all earlier songs, but there's definitely a... But this is like a highly regarded album, so we also don't know what we're talking about. Well, a really good rapper is someone named Kendall Roy, and this is a character from the show Succession, and I've sang this before, Okay, (laughs) but it was at his... It was something to celebrate his dad. I think it was his birthday or something, and he was like, hell to the OG... Dude, be the O G A N. He playing because his name's Logan. <laughs> playing like a pro. So yeah, L to the O G. Dude, be the O G A N. He playing like it's the most ridiculous shit ever, and it has stuck in my head. I sing it I, on that boat that we were on to <laughs> Nicholas's sister. <laughs> it also sounds like the DOC wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was just a joke for probably no one because I'm sure no one who listens Norm! to this. <laughs> watches succession uh, someone has probably seen uh six feet under out there well, i assume our podcast reference <laughs> narm <laughs> um but rating this zero out of ten oliver the hip-hop street slanging cats um unless you want to give hip-hop albums to wayne uh <laughs> we uh, i'm gonna give this a six and a half I think some of the songs are really strong. I think the weak songs bring it down. Um, but I think it's really fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm giving it an eight because the songs that are low 
it, the rest of the album is brought up by the other songs being so fucking good. And the grand finale and the DOC and the Doctor are just so goddamn good. It just elevates the whole thing in my head. So eight. And when you're hungry, nothing can satiate your hunger like the DOC. So you ate. <laughs> hot, hot dogs on command. <laughs> <laughs> uh, describe this album in one word and then we are finished with this album until you DOC us out one album no one word oh, one word sorry funky I'm gonna say energy there is high energy throughout this whole thing not necessarily like I think energy can be I don't know if you'd say energy though, but energy is like positive, not something that's like too high energy and you in your mean, face. You don't like, mean I don't like mean, erratic. You mean like yes? I just mean like it's uh, energizing. Positive, I guess. Yeah, it's a positive. He's going for positive. Energizing. And this dog wants to play. He's a positive guy. So it's a doc. It's not a doc thing. It's a god thing. Well, this over here is a dog thing. And you can tell it's been a god thing even from the beginning. On the album cover, he's standing in front of a Jesus statue, and on the back it says "King of Kings, Lords of Lords." King of Kings, Lord of Lords. But he 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 loved Jesus so much he uh, he had a threesome and then That's drove love. intoxicated. You know that part. <laughs> <laughs> he said about that part. He was like. They were like, man, on ecstasy driving, he's like, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> you're like, you're right. It is. It probably was fun. <laughs> it wasn't and, right. And it wasn't good, but it was probably fun. It was fun. And then you fell asleep. How does that happen? That doesn't make any fucking sense I think to me. Blackout less than a, not like a, um, I'm sleepy. I think it's just lights out. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. All right. So we are finished with the Preguntas. It is time to talk about what is next. And this is going to be a fun one. This one's been planned for quite a while. Uh, But we are finally getting to it. It is Gus Bus returning. Gus Bus. That's the the horn of the bus. Along with his stepfather, Dale. Dale's coming back. This is a combo episode. This is a combo. It's going to be four people sitting around chatting and reviewing... Bat Out of Hell by Meatloaf. Yep, the loaf is on the podcast. (laughs) Uh, It's a good thing there's two other people to hear us talk shit about Meatloaf. Well, we'll see. I just know that this is is so... When I think of Meatloaf, I'll go give a little preview. I think of like theatrics and things that I'm not typically into. So I'm not really sure how this is going to go. But this is one of... This is also one of the most purchased albums of all oh, time a huge hit enormous so there's got to be a reason why so many people like it so i'm, I'm interested in this I'm, I'm interested to see what happens i'll tell the story that we are the podcast story we already have about the this album when the podcast comes up all right that's fun but yeah awesome so we're done is it time we're done it all is right. time i'm Thank gonna you. go to bath and body works then you can go to kroger right. and then we'll just be a stocked little house cool Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. I'm just out. Oh, I'm back. Yeah, we're going out on this first, baby. Thanks for listening. Everyone enjoy easy. Listen to the DOC. Bye. Bye.